For a month, uh, yeah, a month and a bit now, Israel has been pounding Gaza, primarily from the air, as you know. And uh, we played earlier some of the commentary coming out of the United Nations and the United States. The death and the destruction is immense. Um, it really is drastic. You've seen video of entire neighborhoods reduced to rubble. That was the easy part, logistically speaking, at least for the Israelis. Now we know they have some troops in Gaza City, many, many more at the ready, uh, beginning the ground invasion and the underground invasion. The battle in the city beneath the surface of the city, uh, and a an extensive network of tunnels used by Hamas terrorists. Now, our next guest has studied tunnel warfare firsthand. He, he's, he's been in the Middle East, uh, he's very familiar with this, and looked at it because it's been used in other conflicts around the world. Um, he can give us some in, insight as to what this next stage of the battle might entail. We're going to speak with Dr. Brian Glenn Williams, a professor of Islamic history at UMass Dartmouth. Um, doctor, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, prior to this con c uh, current position you have uh, at the university, you you were actually in the field, right? Uh, you've you've done this. You've you've been in Iraq, for example, studying tunnel warfare. That's correct. I, I've been to Iraq a few times. I embedded with the troops uh, fighting ISIS, uh, especially in Mosul. Uh, Islamic State ISIS terrorists created a giant underground network uh, to defend that city from the coalition. Uh, back in 2016, 2017, uh, but it is nothing in scale and depth and elaboration compared to what the Israelis have waiting for them beneath Gaza today. Yeah, we'll we'll get to what we do know about that network of tunnels. But generally speaking, in your studies, um, what does tunnel warfare mean for an overall strategy? Obviously, the advantage I would think would go to the side that built and uses those tunnels, right? That is absolutely correct. You know, look at history. You know, they say that military analysts say that you need a three to one advantage to carry out an offensive. You need much more advantage in numbers to carry out an attack if you're going to fighting underground. Underground warfare mitigates a lot of the advantages that a superior power has. Uh, for example, during World War II, uh, the Nazi Wehrmacht, the Nazi war machine, was invading the Soviet Union. They got to the city of Stalingrad, and the Russians, the Soviets, fought underground and forced the Nazis to come underground and fight on their terms. And this prevented the Nazis from using their uh, air force, the Luftwaffe. Uh, similarly, uh, Viet Cong, you know, we fought the Viet Cong in, in the 1960s. They dug underground tunnel passages. Uh, the Chechens fighting against the Russian Federation uh, dug an underground labyrinth beneath their capital city of Grozny. And they killed 7,500 Russian troops. Uh, a lot of them killed fighting underground, trying to take these reinforced passages that are so dangerous to go into because the enemy has booby traps, ambush points, and they know the terrain. Now, what do we know about the tunnel system in Gaza? Extensive. Like, I've read up to 500 kilometers, 300-plus miles of tunnels. What do we know about the network that exists under Gaza? Well, it's correct. That it is 310 miles, they, they estimate. Uh, it is deeper than the tunnels that we fought against with ISIS in Mosul. Uh, they've reinforced the passages with concrete. They've built hospitals. Uh, they have missile uh, rails that they can move missiles around and raise them up out of the ground and shoot them out of trap doors at Israelis and then go down under the ground again. Uh, you know, they, they are, are planning uh, on sucking the Israelis underground to fight on their terms. Uh, in many ways, it is a trap, but it is a trap that the Israelis know. Uh, the Israelis have done this before. They fought in those tunnels 
outside of Gaza in 2014. So the Israelis have been preparing for this for a long time, as has Hamas. How do they prepare? First of all, it would be a. I, I don't know if you've ever read Michael Connolly's books, but uh, Harry Bosch, the fictional character he writes about, was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, and they go through some of the descriptions there. Not everybody could do that, right? So the Israelis, I imagine, they have to be pretty selective in who they even put into those units. That, that's correct. You know, this takes a special mentality. You know, urban conflict is bad for attacking forces on on that above ground level, but when you go down into these dark, suffocating, claustrophobic tunnels underground, it can be terrifying. Uh, Israeli soldiers from the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, who fought in these tunnels back in 2014, uh, experienced all sorts of difficulties, from, from breathing, they had to get respiratory systems, uh, their cell phones didn't work, their night vision goggles don't work because there's no ambient light. Uh, so Israelis have been trying to find an elite unit who had the mentality, uh, the mindset, uh, what it takes to go underground and fight in these death tunnels. Uh, and you're right, it takes a special sort of mind frame. Uh, they found that people uh, who are often isolationists, uh, who have a mentality of being by themselves, who aren't afraid of dark, and aren't afraid of being claustrophobic, those are the ones that are, are chosen for this elite uh, Israeli uh, tunnel fighting unit known as the Shamurs in the Hebrew, the weasels. Hmm. Wow. Okay. They've selected the unit. What kind of training have they been put through? I mean, are there mock-ups? Are, are there tunnels that they've been training in that have been built in Israel? Yes, uh, and that, that's, I think, one of the most fascinating parts about this story uh, that I cover uh, in my article um, in Real Clear Defense uh, on these tunnel warfares is that they've, the Israelis have created the world's largest mock-up sort of a Palestinian Middle Eastern generic city. It's meant to be Gaza Strip or Gaza City. Yeah. Um, they filled it with mosques and graffiti and broken down concrete uh, apartment complexes, crowds in the streets, and underground tunnels. Uh, hmm. So they built an actual underground tunnel maze uh, that's based upon actual uh, duplications uh, done by artificial generation uh, tunnel pictures of actual tunnels that the Israeli Defense Forces conquered back in 2014. So they've reconstructed them as, as accurately as possible uh, in this tunnel city built in the Negev Desert uh, in southern Israel. Uh, a lot of it built with a U.S. taxpayer dollars, like $235 million, I believe, to build this mock-up replica, uh, artificial Palestinian city, and they trained in this day in, day out for this sort of operation. And, of course, they built uh, special bombs that, that shoot foam out and seal passages. They have robots that go in there with arms and cameras that can disarm booby traps. Uh, and they have a special dog unit uh, that is good at sniffing out tunnels, and sending out explosives. Okay, so all the work's been done. The preparation has been handled. Will it be enough, do you think, Doctor? I mean, like you say, this is sort of what Hamas has been ready for for a very, very long time. Um, how will this go, do you think? You know, I, thus far, the Israelis have had the advantage because they've been waging what we call standoff warfare, which means they're fighting from afar. They're dropping these bunker buster bombs with these penetrating warheads. Uh, that have these time fuse explosives and the bomb goes down, you know, underground and explodes in the tunnels or basements or barracks, whatever, that are underground. They've been spared heavy casualties thus far. I think it's about 25 Israelis have died thus far. But now they're going to have to go into the maw, the mouth of this, this labyrinth, this massive fortress underground, 310 miles. And this prospect is made even more terrifying by the fact 
that Hamas has those hostages. Yeah. So 239 hostages held under there. So I predict Israel will start suffering casualties uh, in the coming days as they go from fighting above ground to even more dangerous and terrifying prospects of plunging into these dark passages that the enemy knows so well and going tunnel by tunnel trying to root out these uh, Hamas subterranean fighters. It's apples, and that's the only way to do it, right, Doctor? I mean, we, we can take a look at it and say it's going to be horrific. They are going to suffer losses. They know that as well as we do, of course. There's no other way. If they want to do what they said they do, which is completely destroy and eliminate Hamas, this needs to be done. Yes. I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, has said our goals are twofold. One, to destroy Hamas above ground and below ground. Yes, he said those, those terms. And to free the hostages. And you, you can drop all the bombs you want, uh, but... There's many examples in history. You know, Americans in Vietnam, for example, you can't win a war from the air. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you have to come into close quarter combat with the enemy. And that's when those Hamas fighters who are furious at the loss of over 10,000 of their their countrymen above ground will finally get a chance to come within small arms firing or or ambush firing uh, distance of Israelis. And they will extract extract a toll uh, on the IDF uh, forces, Israeli defense forces, who will be down there fighting in a pre-positioned, uh, pre-planned uh, labyrinth of defensive passages that give Hamas a tremendous advantage they don't have above ground. All right. That sounds just horrible. It really does. Um, Dr. Williams, thank you so much for being here today and walking us through that. I really appreciate your time.